Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Raquel Gomez, CEO of Staffy, and Dimitriu Rico, COO of Staffy. How are you both doing today? Wonderful. It's a pleasure to be here. Good. Well, welcome. It's good to have you here and really appreciate the services that you're providing in terms of all sorts of virtual services, which we're going to dig into. I wanted to ask you both a question, you know, with COVID and with the way technology is heading now, what has changed in terms of the ability for law firms to bring on and work with virtual staffing solutions? That's a great question. And I think um, when, when you think about it, large enterprises uh, around the world have been taking advantage of global workforces since inception. And so there's nothing new for a 400,000 employee company to have employees all over the planet. And so it was something that was not really available to the small company um, because it just didn't fit within you know, how they thought about it. But once they saw their children attending school on Zoom and they started using technologies like Zoom, it just it became evident that you know your admin or your legal assistant could be down the street or in another continent. Yeah, and both Dimitrio and I come from large corporate America in the high tech and telecommunication space. And actually, our our first clients about eight years ago uh, came from that those industries that were leveraging uh, highly qualified offshore talent. Have been doing this for years. And the whole pandemic brought a huge advantage and opportunity to small business owners who are the ones who suffered the most with not being able to delegate or not being able to find affordable help out there, not being able to find the support that they need to run their businesses and are the ones who end up suffering the most with burnout and having their, you know, their health suffering through uh, stress and, and overwork. So I think pandemic was very hard on all of us, but it brought us a lot of opportunities. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Raquel. Thanks for sharing that. Demetrio, that's a very good point you raise. And there's a lot of virtual staffing solutions that are that are, seem to be popping up these days. And the promise is fantastic. It's exactly what you know, Raquel mentioned is, look, we have an opportunity here to really take a lot of time back, allow you to reclaim your time, allow you to get more done, take some time off, you know, reduce your burnout it really has the promise to provide a really high quality of life to the attorney. But I've heard of situations where it doesn't work out that way, where it actually creates lots of problems and there's lots of you know, bad situations that happen. So question I have for both of you, because I know you do things differently. What should attorneys be looking for when they're vetting a virtual staffing service? There's so much that we take into account when vetting and screening. It takes us about five weeks to be able to take a candidate through all of the steps. And only 1% of all of the candidates that apply to work for Staffy, they make it through the final cut. And those are the ones that are hired by us full time. And, and they have to go through an in-house two-week intensive training where they have to graduate with 90% or above in order to stay with us and to be paired with our law firm clients. In terms of the whole vetting and screening process, 
And it's the vetting and screening process by the attorney in the law firm. So if they're looking at four different virtual staffing services, what are some of the things they should be looking for good staffing service? I think what happens is a lot a lot of companies that are out there, they've never really worked with large teams before. They've never really operationalized these kind of processes. So they're just finding people and hoping for the best. And that's the opposite of what we do. We want to have a long-term relationship with our clients. So you, you want to, what the law firm should be looking for is what is the staffing company's vetting process that they go through? What security checks do they go through? Are they calling back? Are they calling employers? And then we do a series of psychological tests during the hiring process. And then once we've hired them, like Raquel was saying, you want to make sure that you're working with a company that's training them because look, it's true that you're going to have people that are really excited to work for a US based law firm, but they have to get trained on how American companies do work. And that's very important because sometimes expectations are are not met because they simply don't know. So there's you want to have a company, law firms should have a company that the amount of training that gets put in, the investment that gets put into the person is done ahead of time so that they don't have to do that investment. Right. And the other thing I would say is it all depends on how important your time is as a law firm owner, because if giving you additional five hours within your week is something very valuable to you, I would say that's something to consider when you're looking to screening the staffing agencies you're working with. Because one of our main differentiators is uh, the amount of support that we provide to the law firm owner after we have a representative assigned to their business. So we have a whole team from Staffy, a team of coaches that work directly with the representative assigned to make sure they're doing a great job and they're adding value day in, day out. We give back on average about four to five hours a week to the law firm owner just in co-managing that staffy representative, helping them with the whole onboarding process, just training, providing continuous training to them. So our clients see us as an, as an extension of their business from an HR perspective. And we know that there's no other virtual staffing company out there that does what we do. We're very hands-on. That's really awesome. And one thing that, that I love about the process that you both have with Staffy is it's very objective. It's very process-oriented. I can tell you both have come from you know, large corporations because it shows in the processes that you utilize. I had a question about references. Um, how common is it for law firms to ask virtual staffing firms for references? And is that something you recommend? It depends. I do think it's very important. In the case of Staffy, we do have many. We've taken the time to build many case studies with our clients and we have recorded those case studies. We have the, their authorization to, to make them public. So you can go into our website, for example, and see client testimonials and interviews that we've done with clients. If that is not available, I would say ask for references for sure. The other thing that I want to say that we're so, so proud of, we are on Google. So you can see our clients' reviews on Google. And I haven't seen one virtual staffing company that, that is vulnerable enough to put themselves out there on Google to get direct reviews from clients. So that's definitely something important to take into account and try to speak to two or three clients if you can. Awesome. So what I heard is you have a robust selection process. So very few candidates who apply actually get through the process and are able to work with Staffy. And then once they are with Staffy, there's a lot of work that goes in 
on the client management side to make sure that the whole process is smooth and that the attorney actually saves some time. And you have the reviews to back it up, which is awesome. One question I had for you, and just to kind of take me through this, is from the attorney side, what I see often is, number one mistake that attorneys make when they hire is they wait too long. And so they're totally overwhelmed, they're buried with work, and then they throw out a lifeline and say, oh my gosh, let me call Staffy and bring in some virtual support. But they are so slammed with work that it can be hard for them to train and onboard somebody. I'm sure it's a situation you've both seen many times over. How do you get through that? Yeah, I would say that our advice is whenever you have some downtime, record any processes, right? Processes that you would like, that would want someone to take over when you start, when you hire that person, when you start delegating, uh, start recording when you have downtime, because that's something like there's a few specific things we we do train and alleviate uh, our clients uh, a lot from the onboarding process, but there are a few specific things right, to the business that that person will need to learn. So I would say that you're not going to be able to run away from that unless there are, you know, there's so much available information also on different processes that can be learned, right? And for example, we do with the Staffy University, we have over 80 modules right now, and we're constantly regularly adding two to three modules per week. And we have different modules on different processes for immigration law, for family law, and we're, we're adding constantly but there are a few things that you're not going to be able to get away from having to train uh, the person you hire. And I would say the more you can prepare for that, the better. Don't wait until you are totally overwhelmed. And, and I we see there's a lot of, um, it happens often, right? With beliefs of like, oh, I'm so busy. I need the help, but I don't have the, the help training that person. And that's something that, how are you going to do? I mean, you're a coach. I'm sure you, you work a lot with that in, you know, with your clients. We do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you mentioned something there, Raquel, that I want to dive into, which is you said record for the attorney entrepreneurs that are listening. How do they record things? Can you suggest some tools or uh, ideas? Let me add something to that because there's kind of a, it's a very simple, but very effective process that we've created. And it's that when the attorney or the paralegal is, is training our staff, we want to make sure that we record it on Zoom or, or, or there's multiple platforms that we use. But once recorded, we then create a manual and then we have somebody internally that's checking that manual and making sure that it makes sense. And then that manual is presented back to the lawyer to say, hey, look, this is what you told us. And this is what we understood. Are we on the same page? Because sometimes, you know, just because you tell me something, it doesn't mean that I understood it. So we want to get confirmation back that what you explained as the lawyer to us is exactly what you want us to do. And then that that stays there forever. So if that person moves position, if they would decide to go a different way in the future, if they want to add more people to do the same task, we now have like a little mini manual of those processes. So it's 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 first recorded in the, in the live meeting and then turned into a document that can that can stay as part of the, the process going forward. That is fantastic. Dimitrio, it's actually something that I work with my clients on is when they are bringing on a new person, I suggest that they have that new person actually write the process. Then the attorney or the paralegal can review it. I, I think it's fantastic that you all do that. And in terms of scope of services, when people, when attorneys think of virtual services, they may think of 
certain things and they may not think of others. But there's a whole universe of virtual services that are possible. So if you could just share with us briefly what can what are the different services that an attorney can use for their firm? So so we've divided, you know, after years of doing this, there's four areas of work that we see uh, law firms have. And there's the basic, what we call the technical work, which is the legal work. And inside that legal work, there's only things that the lawyer is going to be able to do that that are sophisticated, that that require like their years of training and schooling to be able to perform. And then there's like low, low, lower level legal work. So what we wanted to do is in that area, eliminate them from doing the lower level legal work. The people that we hire are lawyers in their own countries to do uh, paralegal work. So they might have experience in U.S. law firms before, or they might not. That's the difference between a paralegal and a legal assistant, but they're all lawyers. Um, so that's one area of work. Then the other area of work is administrative work. And we all do administrative work to some degree, but some of that administrative work, if, if we think about a law firm that charges $200 an hour, and that's a very low rate, as you, I'm sure you agree. If you think about saving someone two hours a day, five days a week, 52 weeks a year, that's over $100,000, just two hours. How much time do we have our clients spending time doing administrative things, setting up a phone call, writing an email, following up with somebody? Those kind of things, we can take that on. And then you have things that are more customer-facing. So client-facing work, doing intake, that's a typical one where lawyers spend a lot of time talking to a possible candidate that will not result in any revenue. Why would you want to spend 15, 20 minutes, you know, seven times a day? Let us do those things. So if it's a very big law firm, we have dedicated people that do each one of these functions. Marketing is the, is the fourth one. Or if it's a smaller company, we find someone that does client-facing and legal work or client-facing and administrative work. Or So we kind of find a combination. That's why the, 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 that initial consultation is really important because... Sometimes what happens, and some of these other companies don't really think about, is that they just, the lawyer thinks, look, I should get another lawyer. Like, lawyers are the smartest people in the world. Let me just get another lawyer to help me. But if you're doing client-facing work, you need someone with a lot of empathy. And we train on empathy, and we hire an empathy and client-facing stuff. So it's it's really, we really try to look to see what, what the client needs before we assign someone to them. Well, that's great. Now, that leads me to another question, because when you're having that conversation, an attorney might come to you and say, look, I'm really looking for someone to do this. But that may not be right. Or they might come to you and say, I don't know what I want. All I know is I'm just buried with work. And I'd love to see if virtual services can help me out. So how do you go about figuring out what the right fit is for the attorney? Raquel, as, as the, you know, you really know the consultation piece. <laughs> yes. So we run an initial one hour free consultation to do a deep dive and go over uh, how their law firms is structured, uh, what are the pain points, what are the things that uh, they want to improve, things they're looking to start to delegating. And we go over the four areas of work that Dimitri mentioned uh, with a lot of the tasks that we, you know, we put under each area of work. And we provide a lot of insight to the attorney during the consultation. Uh, we go over their goals as well. Um, and we think through what, is, what are the things and who your new hire should be in order to be able to achieve those goals, right? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like our clients that one hour 
uh, as very valuable. And uh, when we define also within those four areas of work, we also go over the soft skills, the personality traits, not only the the background and expertise that that new hire should uh, have, but also their personality. The soft skills are very important. And that's why going back to the vetting and the screening, uh, we run many behavioral and psychological assessments. I'm a psychologist myself. I know how important it is to put the right match doing the right role because when you're relying on, you know, most small business owners, they rely on, on, they don't have time to do proper vetting and screening and they rely on one interview and they're left to luck. Uh, you're not checking if that person has the right um, personality, um, soft skills to, to, to thrive in, in that role that you're putting them um, to do, right? So it's really, and, and, and someone, when they want a job, they will tell you, yes, I, I will do they'll say yes to anything. Uh, exactly. But when you put them to the test, right, you put them to the test, if they're not naturally um, inclined or talented in, for example, client care is a big one, right? If you don't possess empathy, if you don't have the type of personality that thrive from human interaction day in, day out, you're not going to do a good job. And your clients will see that and your law firm will suffer. So it's so important to take into account um, the person's personality and, and run all of this uh, behavioral assessments that, that we do in order to put the right person in the right role so they are going to thrive and they will stay for the long run. And, and we've seen it happen. We, we've seen happen where, you know, they started doing, you know, it's a small firm and they're doing, let's say, legal work and they're doing some administrative work. Uh, but they're a lawyer and they love to do lawyering. They love to do have cases and as the company grows, they say, okay, let's put him to just do the the customer facing stuff, the administrative stuff, and they don't succeed. Like, you know, we also care about our reps. We want our reps to be happy and to thrive. So it's not just about how good someone is, but it's about how good someone is at certain types of tasks. And it's and it's right. so important, right? Like, don't put me to fly a plane because I'm gonna crash. It doesn't mean that I can't do other things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what I really like about your process is you're not leaving it really to luck. And, and, you know, people can get very lucky with these staffing firms. They can roll the dice and happen to get a yeah. really good person and awesome. Um, but sometimes when you roll the dice, it doesn't come out that well. Um, but with the processes you have in place to vet and train, it really increases the chances of success, which brings us to the next question, which is about, you know, pricing models for virtual staffing. I think there's all sorts of stuff out there. There's you know, onboarding fees, there's hourly, there's, uh, you know, monthly retainer, there's hybrid models. Um, what are the different models of staffing that you've seen? And what do you recommend that uh, law firms look for? Hmm. I, and that's, that's a great question. And it's something that I think, you know, Raquel and I will tell you that we've experimented with several things. Yeah. Um, Part-time doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, giving someone too many we talk about these four areas of work if someone tells you i want them to be able to do all four that's not going to work um so you have to really think about what is what is it that you're trying to accomplish and where do you want to be in in the future it's, it's an investment obviously it's a much lower investment than if you were to hire uh here in the us the the people that we talk to that we work with are people that are that really want to thrive they they're 
they are not happy working for a for a law firm in their country or they they want to try something new they want to they want to make more money and and this enables them to make more money but at, at a fraction of what they would uh would cost a lawyer to ha- hire somebody here so it's it's kind of a win-win for everybody um but i re- i really think that the two things are has to be dedicated and it has to be um specific to job functions that make sense for that person it can't be everything now we do have a another service which is just um intake and that's for immigration law only so we have a on demand 24 hours a day uh intake service so you people can pre-qualify legal clients and that we have some customers that have both of our service so overflow nights and weekends um they do it with staffy live which is the name of the service or and then they have dedicated personnel from us or some are very very little and they just want someone to handle their phones you know they they they've realized that uh and for that we charge like a dollar 50 a minute so we're very inexpensive but it saves the lawyer a lot of time very cool uh raquel dimitrio you've got a, you, you're growing a lot with staffy what are some of the things you're looking forward to over the next year or so um we have a couple of initiatives so we definitely want to continue growing the our current uh customer base the way that we're doing it we we love this kind of on-demand service because i think it's very easy for people to use and it brings a lot of value and people for for the very small company uh the way that we focus it is on bringing more clients to our customers like we think it's imperative that when we think about an intake service we think about making more money for for a client so i love that piece and then we're playing around um with ai and what can we do to either augment our existing staff which we do we do some training on them and they use, they use chat gpt that's part of a, the core training that we provide to all our staff so that they can use it <clears throat> for formulating emails and things simple things like that but but also even some of some of the more advanced services with AI. So we're 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 in the beginning, but um, I see us in twenty twenty four launching uh, AI powered services for sure. Yeah, and I was gonna add to that. Uh, we want to continue to touch as many um, lives as possible from both sides, not only from the law firm owner side and helping them grow their businesses scale their law firms, which is our passion, but also continue to change lives of people in Latin America, which we do and is um, very, very fulfilling. Um, And one of the examples Dimitris mentioned is the service that we launched and it's focused on immigration uh, law firms only, but we do a full eligibility screening and we charge by the minute. That's an example of us wanting to help those smaller law firms that cannot afford a full-time intake. Um, but they can highly benefit from having specialists that are trained in, you know, in in dealing with with uh, people. They're highly empathetic, and they are positioning their law firms, um, running an eligibility screening, and scheduling only qualified consultations. Those things are a huge added value to the small law firm. And uh, we we have clients that are not so small. They're using the service for overflow night and weekends. Uh, but those are examples of things that we're always looking to ideas and new services that we can possibly launch to help um, 
you know, different types of law firms with different sizes um, so we can continue to impact the small business owner and really helping them uh, grow and scale their businesses. Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about this type of a service, Raquel, and thank you for hitting that double win is it's a win for the attorney. It's also a win for the, the staff that the attorney is bringing on. It increases their quality of life as well. And really appreciate that you're finding ways, entrepreneurial ways to make this available to solos and you know other uh, attorneys at small law firms because they really need the help in terms of quality of life. And there's a huge benefit there uh, when it works and when it works really well. Um, Raquel, uh, Demetrio, if someone wants to reach out to you both, what's the best way for them to do that and connect with you? Going to our website, www.getstaffy.com. It's a G-E-T-S-T-A-F-I.com and get started. We're also on the on the different uh, social media platforms uh, as Get Staffy. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Raquel, Demetrio, thank you so much for being on Lawyer Business Advantage today. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ali. That's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, We would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.